oh, nice, this is God speaking. A lot of people come up to me and say, testicles, why so ugly? I say, they're not there for decoration, and I didn't invent fetishists. Then people say, toes, what am I supposed to do with them? I say, a design flourish. They went out of fashion. What am I, a friggin' fortune teller? Then they say, men's tits, totally pointless. I say, look, I was keeping my options open. That could have gone either way. Then they say, knuckles, ugly and stupid. Well, I tell you lot, with this constant barracking, the next thing you're going to get is a knuckle butty. Okay, let, let's face it, it's a bit of a botch job. But you should think yourself lucky. Look at those fucking orangutans!
Rebel Rickett, and you're listening to the Trust the Wizards podcast. I'm here with my two wizarding chums. First, the wizard-in-chief, Kicker of Elves. Good evening. And the managing director of the whole franchise, Sharitha Garbanzo. Hello. Tonight, we're going to play some great music. Uh, we're going to stop off in Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to visit Australia. Are we? Uh, and we're going to go, yes, we're going to go to Dublin. Oh. No, we're not. We're going to go to Belfast. Belfast. Via Seattle. Oh, via Seattle. Going to take them all in, and we're going to play the best music from those places. Wow. wow. Stay tuned. Well, we're going to kick off 
uh, this podcast with uh, the band The Lucid Dream. Now, I first saw live in February last year at the Freak Beat, the shipping forecast, where they played with the um, French band Sudden Death of Stars. <clears throat> and since then I've caught them twice more. Uh, they played at the Liverpool Psychedelia Festival, the International Festival there, uh, and earlier this year I saw them again in Manchester. And the last two times uh, they've been showcasing their new self-titled album, and both times they started their set with this. Uh, it's got a song called Mona Lisa, and it's as good a set starter as any.
Some new 
Martin Gore uh, with the song Compulsion. Martin Elgore. Martin Elgore, I think that one was released under... Yeah, it was. Uh, he's done two sort of EPs or mini LPs of uh, other people's songs. Uh, he's from Depeche Mode, of course. Main songwriter in Depeche Mode. Uh, and um, they don't really go in for covers. In fact, I was thinking about it before uh, this pod. I could only think of... They did a Route 60, version of Route 66. Mm. Are not very good version of Route 66 on, on, on their live album 101. Apart from that, I can't think of a single cover that uh, Depeche Mode have ever done, which is quite surprising for such a long-established band. But anyway, he's done two mini-LPs, uh, Counterfeit, and Counterfeit and Counterfeit 2, although it's actually Counterfeit to the power of two. So I think it's Counterfeit, Counterfeit Squared. Counterfeit Squared. Yeah. Well, that, that uh, was apparently a cover of, of somebody called Joe Crow. Well, I, I don't know the original. Do you know the original? I know, I know that it was released on Cherry Red Records, and I think Joe Crow might have been a member of the Nightingales. Oh, really? Yeah, it seems so, yeah. Well, uh, I did know another song on this EP, and I'm surprised you didn't choose it. Right. Which is a, a cover version of... Uh, Comsat Angels? Sparks. Oh, yeah, yeah, there is Sparks on there, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good. It's a good song. It's a good song when it's done by Martin Gore. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, the, the first EP he, he does some. The second EP that he does is, is more, rather more sort of predictable and familiar names that you might expect someone from Depeche Mode to do. There's a Lou Reed cover, there's a David Bowie cover, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, Kurt Kurt Vile and that kind of thing. Yeah. The first one is very sort of Tuxedo li- Moon, Tuxedo, yeah, very um, little Durruti known Deruti Column and Comsat Angels and yeah. and less less well known so- uh, songs, but bloody great songs. Well, I have to say it. that I, yeah. I really like that, but I think I liked it because it didn't sound like Depeche Mode. It sounded like Human League to me. Yeah, well, to, well I don't know. Depeche Mode sound like the Human League when the Human League were good. They're like um, two different human leagues, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, no, no, they are, yeah. yeah. not yeah. not pop shit. Human no, 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 no. Obviously, in, nobody likes that. As in human league for the last think, thirty I think, years. I think, I think the pop shit human league you did. Admit oh you no, liked. I do like that. Yeah, 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 I do. Right. I do quite on record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, 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 Martin Gorse is the main songwriter in the. You know that everyone wrote off um, Depeche Mode when Vince Clark left because mm-hmm. they said, "Well, he's an outstanding pop songwriter," which he is, mm-hmm. as he got, went on to prove in his in his subsequent career. And everyone said, "Well, that's they're, they're fucked then." Mm-hmm. Uh, but Martin Gore stepped from the shadows and wrote some in the eight, in, you know, up until the Violator album, Inclusive, some outstanding songs. He... And very often he sings, chooses leaves leave some of the best ones. Lyrically, for him to sing. Who, uh, who wrote Everything Counts? Because I, I heard Martin Everything Gore. Counts in, in that song we just heard. Right, yeah, there's Martin a, Gore. There's, there's a melodica 
mm. line in yeah. it that I think yeah. recalls that certainly. Right. Yeah. 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 Martin Gore wrote that. Martin right. Gore. Um, and in See You and New Life and those kind of singles, the very early ones mm. were written by Vince Clark. Is he the fellow who wears the leather mini miniskirts? I saw but Depeche Mode in nineteen eighty eight ish at um the Brighton Centre and he was wearing uh, a leather miniskirt and a donut bra. Fair play. Yeah. Do you know, that's what Rebel Rickard's wearing, right? Yeah, exactly. I thought it odd because I, I never liked Depeche Mode because I saw them as a pop band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it was only someone pointed out about ten years later how strange a lot of their records are. Yeah. Like they recorded an album and they, they would they didn't have any other sounds that had been used on records before, if I'm, if I'm right in thinking this. Yeah. And very, very strange stuff. And of course that whole story came about with the lead singer, I can't remember his name. Dave, Dave Gahan. Yeah. And how he was nearly dead. Mm. And he, he died, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he was physically dead. Wasn't yeah. He? yeah, yeah. But then I saw that video when he looks like oh, the worst kind of like heroin addicted tramp. Mm. And he's singing mm. something. And then you, <laughs> classically, um, you hear the story about the band and how he's sort of there in the corner, like, you know, anorexic and nearly dead. And they're all like, he's all right, isn't he? Yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. A bit like the Sid Barrett story when uh, they were talking about um, how bad did it get? And so they said to the like, drum or whatever, he said, oh, it got pretty bad. We nearly said something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, Joy Division as well. You know, the the, the band admitted, there was recently, wasn't there, on telly, that you highlighted this one, uh, yeah. Garbanzo. They, they had a, um, a BBC documentary. BBC documentary. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they, they just didn't know what to do. You know, yeah. it, was, it was obvious that Curtis mm. was ill. Yeah. But they didn't know what mm. to do. Yeah. So these, I mean, the, the lyrics in this song are quite um, uh, emotionally out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did think there was, I think it's strength through diversity was the sort of line mm. of the chorus. And yeah. I, did, I did that sounded a bit like a mission statement from Crawley Borough Council safeguard. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, <laughs> no, it's quite good. I, I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I didn't realise he'd done solo stuff, I have to say. Yeah, well, he also did a, a really good album, uh, in, instrumental stuff. It was kind of like a hark, hark, probably the two of them harking back to their very early days when they were just, you know, arsing around with synthesizers, mm. making cool sounds. There's an album called VCMG, which is Vince Clark and Martin Gore, which they didn't release as Vince Clark and Martin Gore because they didn't want the attention that would go with that. Kind mm. of. But it's bloody great. Mm. It's just instrumental electronic music. It's bloody great. And talking yeah. of instrumentals, we started the... Uh, mm. Lucid Dream. Uh, Lucid Dream with yeah. the song Mona Lisa from their yeah. self-titled uh, second album, which I have with me. And I'm going to ask you a, a little quiz question here. Oh, yeah. oh, uh, what colour do you think the vinyl is? Well, the sleeve is very... Black. I think I can see. I can see as well. Yeah, I can see. Can it's, you? Can it's, you really? It's, well, it's can two green. shades can of green. It? Two shades of green. Look at that. Yeah. Two shades. Uh, yeah. We have to say thanks very much to the uh, Great Pop Supplement for putting this record out. Right. Uh, on vinyl, you can get it on CD as we well. Need to, we need to put a picture of that on the blog. There's, I've never seen a a a uh, se- semicircle. Two semicircles. Yeah, or whatever. Qu- the fuck quite it sort is. of semicircular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a fine, a fine looking. We, that's thing. why we need to put a picture on it because I can't explain it with words. <laughs> yeah, okay. Is, what do you think of that then? It's, it's great. A, yeah. a Did you see them with me? No, I haven't yet seen them. I've oh. always, uh, that's, I think there's three times now that I've, I've planned to go and see them because yeah. I love their records and oh, I've brilliant. not been able to go at any of this, these times. This record is unbelievably good. Unbelievably mm. good. I would say at the moment. But it's not all instrumental. No, there are some vocals, but they're fairly low in the mix. Yeah. Um, but that, uh, yeah, definitely in my top five records of the year at the moment. Yeah, it was, I wrote one word about that song. Oh, did you? Pew. 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 Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like someone put me in a massive nappy and swung me about their head. 
in the massive nappy. Is that a good thing? It's a very good thing. (laughs) Very, very good thing. No, it did. I mean, you you know... Tremendous sound. After a couple of minutes... You're, you're elevated off your off your chair, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, and you're in some sort of wind tunnel. No, you totally lose yourself. I mean, I think I think that's the, the great thing is is that it's a band that you lose yourself listening to. Yeah. Mm. And and the, as I say they started their last two live sets with this because they basically played the the, you know, the the new album. Mm. Um, and it's I think it's a brilliant start. Brilliant. Fantastic. But does it sustain itself after that? Yeah. Is that quality. Yeah. What I really like about this is is there's a mix of stuff. I mean, there are other instrumentals fairly similar to that, but there are more sort of psychedelic pop songs, if you like. Yeah. But the last song, which I forgot you the title. You and I. You and I. I would say that, that has a, a Motown feel to it, which right. is really unexpected. It's, not, it's not You and I, the Stevie Wonder song. It isn't a cover. That would be great if they did a version of that. It's, I was thinking also, when, when you first said Mona Lisa by... Lucid Dream, when you said that as the name of the song you were going to play on this podcast, yeah. I thought, oh, I wonder if that's a psychedelic loud guitar version of the Nat King concert. Because <laughs> <laughs> th- that, that would, would be work. great. <laughs> that would really, <laughs> really be great. Really um, but, you know, when you play them like that, you could play any old song. It's what, going to sound great. Do you recognise the uh, the place on the cover? From cover? Liverpool, I'm guessing. It's not Liverpool, no. They're not from Liverpool. The, um, it's the dock. It's a dock, it's not a dock uh, with no. some cranes. Well, there's some water at the front. See, I thought it was a dock as well. Yeah, I, it's actually it's uh, Workington, right? Because they're from Carlisle, right? It's, uh, it's why is that not a dock then? It's a power station. Some water with some cranes there yeah, for unloading. Station. Well, what are the cranes there for? I don't know. They're really? there for unloading things from boats, which it's technically makes it a dock, surely. Power station. There's a power station in the background. We can carry this argument. All I think that's a dock. <laughs> I said it was a dock. I said it was, but, it, but it's not. What's up? What's up, Doc? Just the one letter this time around, one email this time around. Sagging uh, sack. Yes, indeed. Uh, but it, here we go. It says, Dear Wizards, mm. love the show. Hey. I really enjoyed that We Hate the Same Things song yeah. by Fairground Accents that you played on Podcast 36. And it got me thinking. I wonder if there are any things that unite all three wizards in universal hatred. I don't mean obvious things that everyone hates, like roadworks, or genocide, or John Terry. I was hoping you might be able to think of something a bit more specific to the three of you. Mm, All the best, Ken Ford. So, thanks thanks, Ken. Well, we'll have to think about that. Things that we all hate. Yeah. What about red wine? Do you really like red wine? Yeah, I really yeah, like red wine. Yeah. How about Jeremy Cowell's counsellor? Who? Jeremy Cowell. Yeah, but that's that, yeah, that's too easy. No, it's not not him. Right. Everyone hates him, obviously. Yeah. It's counsellor. The fellow steps in after, after the end of it and sits, sits down and says, Okay, I'm gonna help I think it goes. Life I think it goes without saying that there will be several T V shows and especially daytime T V shows that we hate everything about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, the, yeah. We need something a bit more that not everyone hates. Like Cox's Pippin. Yeah. Whoever, whoever he is. I don't mind a Cox's Pippin. Do you know? no. I don't like... Well, I, 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 lo- I love apples, but yeah. I only like, uh, well, a certain type, Royal Gala type. You know, red apples. I don't like those sour ones, those green ones. Oh, I like those bright them. green ones. No, I like them. Okay, I hate... I wouldn't go so far as to say I hate them. No. no right. Hate is a very strong word. See, I'm, I'm all love, you see. It's very yeah. difficult for me to think of things that I dislike. Yeah. I only really hate two things. <laughs> right. One is racism. And the other is the Welsh. Some sounds, let's call it music, suspends you in a moment of time. They have the ability to hypnotise, to send us into a dreamlike state, where the world moves slower and in strange directions, 
where we hear barely audible voices speak to us in languages that we can't quite recognise, calling us into rooms where the blurred faces of strangers don't register our existence. And at that moment I notice that there is nothing below my feet. I am falling, falling. Will this be the point at which I expire, the final moment of my life, or is this just a dream? Pop classic. And maybe I should wear a smile. Here's Lenin!
That was Full Greek Salad by Psychic Soviets from the album Eight and a Half on Each Foot. And you can hear more of that and them on psychicsoviets.bandcamp.com. They've heard the fall, haven't they? They have. Although I read, one of the articles I read about them said, here's a list of bands that... You, we, because they were obviously fed up of people saying that they they'd like heard the fall. Mm. So here's a list of other bands mm. that we also sound even more like than the fall. <laughs> um, uh, I, I can't remember who Nightingales. they were. Nightingales. No, there was. I don't think I'd heard of any of the bands. They oh, really? said um, oh, it's yeah. great sound. I have to say, yeah, it's good. Yeah, the guitars uh, are awesome on that. Yeah, no, I read a review from of that album. Was it an album or an EP? An album, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, by Far Out Magazine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with Far Out Magazine. Uh, they're quite a long way away from it. Too far away. Um, but they describe that sound as an ugly orgy of disparate influences. Yeah. And uh, but mostly the fall, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Didn't say, didn't yeah. say that. Well, Fat White Family, they sound a bit like. As they well, do. Yeah, they? yeah. This all that whole Trash Mouth Records scene because they sound mm. a bit kind of chaotic. Yeah. yeah. I say the guitars were a bit more in your face than than some of those bands. Yeah. Mm. yeah. They're Glaswegian, are they? They are. They're not Soviets. No. No, they're not from Russia at all. And they're probably not psychic. Well, what's uh, don't so full don't Maybe they can write in and tell us because they will know that we've been discussing yeah. that. Full Greek salad, as opposed to what? I mean, what, what would what would be a partial Greek salad? What would you not get? Maybe you don't get the feta. No, that's not. A, that's just a salad. I tell you what, there's a, that, I don't like feta. Do you like feta? I love feta. Do you? No, I don't. Okay, like I was just thinking of the. No, that's, a good, that's a good point. The, uh, I don't olives. What black, olives? black olives. With black olives. I'm not keen on. Pipsin. Green I, olives. I hate all olives. No, the yeah. green olives I'm working on. Don Goodman. Don Goodman. Yeah, but you know, that's yeah, too easy. No, it's too, too, easy. Too, easy. Too, easy. too easy. Too easy. Too easy. What about um, really smelly cheese with bits of mould in? Oh, I like that. I yeah. like that. So, anyway, what have you got there? You've got a list of some well, This is off their Facebook page. Oh. <clears throat> Very entertaining Facebook page. They've sort of like got this self-depreciating sense of humour. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, again, this is one of the latest posts. Uh, Sisters and brothers, in an attempt to make up for the recent lack of shows, we're playing a rather generous shitload over the coming weeks. Mm. And, then he, and then he says, our latest EP titled, you like this, mm. A Whole Lunch and Capitalist Nightmare Breakfast, <laughs> good titles, mm. will be it will be soon enough be bandy-camped and perhaps even made into a tangible object for you to use in conjunction with audio machinery. Yeah. Or, alternatively, store between your legs. Maybe, maybe not. Who cares? I do. Come to the gigs, please, you share of bastards. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I think Are they playing anywhere near here? It's yeah. mainly in Glasgow right? and the surrounding yeah. areas, I yeah. have to say. I'm, I'm, I'll be in Glasgow at some point over the next few months. Yeah. Oh, OK. So I might check them out. Yeah, listen to what they say about the album. It says, you can now listen to our album, Eight and a Half on Each Foot, by heading over to our sister internet website. If you dislike it, you'll... You probably have a severe character deficiency of one kind or another. And what sort of deficiencies? Are severe character deficiency. Character? Character, yeah. yeah. Right. SoundCloud served its temporary function. Da, da, da. We prefer the Bandicamp anyway. It means that... Bandicamp? Yeah, Bandicamp. 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 Anyway, it has its means of making money, and we like that stuff a lot. Hmm. Uh, and then the last thing I thought was interesting, uh, look here, Friday night, blah, blah, broadcast, whatever, for anyone who's interested in claiming ownership of such an item, thanks for your time. Oh, sorry, no. You missed the bit. There's a limited edition CD. We'll bring in limited edition CDs. But it wasn't yeah. it wasn't the witty bit. Sorry oh. about that. Okay. So you've just read from basically everything from the Wikipedia band page. Facebook. Except, Facebook. Except, Facebook. The, bit the, except the bit that you noticed that was funny. Yeah, well, I think there's another line on that. Anyway, go and go us. see their Facebook page because it's much funnier than that. But much funnier than Rebel Wicket. We're talking of uh, you know not not um, you know not making any money. Before that, we had Lenin. Yes. Yeah. 
Very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah. No, no McCartney on that one. <laughs> McCarthy. <laughs> Lennon and McCarthy, yeah. Lennon, do you remember them? Lennon and, McCar- Lennon and McCarthy. 20, was it 25th of May? 25th of May. May. Yeah, 25th of May. I remember McCarthy. No, no, no. Oh, no. the band, the 25th of May. Oh. I saw them live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, a, at a free festival in Hackney Common. There you go. Yeah. Lennon, yeah. They had an album called Lennon yeah, and McCarthy. Easily remembered festival anecdotes. Dream Pop from Leeds. Dream pop is a thing. I don't think yeah. dream pop should dream. come from Leeds. Why not? No. No, you don't want to be dreaming. In Leeds? You no. want to be right there, do you? Yeah. Experience yeah. a full Leeds experience. Yeah, you want to be dreaming that you were somewhere else. Well, possibly that, but yeah, uh, yeah it's alright. Did you see their, their YouTube... What, what, what attracted you to that sound? Because it seemed to... I mean, it mostly passed me by, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's you know, nice enough. Yeah. But what, what is it about that that you like? Drew me in. Did it? Hypnotise me. Did it? Hypnotise me, yeah. Mm. As soon as I started... Those linky guitars mm. and the you know the the sort of strange distorted vocal, mm. the slow delivery, mm. got yep. me, got me. Yeah. Did by the way, have you seen the YouTube? Uh, I haven't. Are you going to read something boring off it? No, I'm not. Yeah. No, it's great because uh, they're playing. It's obviously very dark as you might imagine, yeah, yeah. but they're playing a, a film behind them, and I always like that. Mm. And it's a pornographic film. Excellent. Yeah, from like I think from the 1970s, right. uh, yeah. and it seems like a, some sort of cult. Boy, it's not mm. like hello to Dizzy Backy, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Mm. It, it, but is there a chance to found, find an ounce of joy? Then I will wear a smile and forget the noise. I am no stranger than your counterpart. Don't try to fool my mind to doubt my heart. Is he on one or what? No, no that's the lyrics. That's the, well, that's that's the entire lyric. Oh, is that song. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's I, I, I quite like that. That's and and it just you, know, you don't seem to be very impressed with the song. I was just wondering, did, have you listened to it with headphones? I would have done, yeah. Yeah. Because I, 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 driving along, I didn't make much of an impression on me, but then I listened to a headphones, I was like, wow, that's fucking um, great. Yeah. It was, was alright. I was actually waiting in a car mm. outside a rugby stadium, mm. completely on my own, mm. uh, and that came on, and it was pitch well, black. <laughs> <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> this ain't rock and roll. This is genocide. Well, we've mostly been listening to, this week, the, the new album from Friend of the Pod, Courtney Barnes. Now, I say Friend of the Pod because we've, we've played her before. We have. Yeah. Um, and we played a track from uh, Dual EP LP, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this is her debut LP, proper LP, which is called Sometimes I Sit and Think and Sometimes I Just Sit. Who can tell me, before we get into thinking about the album, who can tell me where that comes from? It comes from the last song on the record. It's a lyric from... Yeah. from yeah. But it's not. Well, it is, and it's not. It, well, it, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is, it is, but it's mostly not because oh. because the, the well, last it is it actually genuinely one hundred percent factually is a lyric from the from the last track from the last track which is not on the album. Oh, you'll know right. because the the this is I have here yeah. uh, a, a, the the deluxe. The yeah. last track is not on the album. <laughs> the last track is not on the album. No. It's, it's a, it's a, Explain that. It's a, this is the uh, deluxe two LP <laughs> version on what colour vinyl, boys? What colour vinyl? Oh, hey, black, hey. orange, black. Oh, he's gone for orange, and he's he's right. Wow, yeah. transparent orange. Very both, orange. both discs. Yeah. yeah, both discs. Yeah. So it's, it's on, and it's got the hidden <coughs> hidden bonus track, which is the track that you are referring to, right. which has a very strange name, which I can't remember. Something to do. With, it's a play. It's a pun actually, uh, to do with something. Anyway, anyway, I can't remember what matter. it's called. It's quite a long song. But so yes, it, it is on the album. It, it, it is. It is on this. It's not on the, the normal album. Right. It's only if you bought this limited, mm, limited right. edition. Uh, but that's not where that sometimes I sit and think and sometimes I just sit phrase is best known from. It uh, is to me. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a book. It's best known to us. It's glass. a book that I bet you both read. Right. Okay. okay. Keep yeah. going. Gruffalo. 
similar similar oh, area. Right. So, <laughs> Oeuvre. Yeah, it's Winnie it's the Pooh. A. A. Milne. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A. A. Milne. Uh, yeah. A. A. Milne came up with that. Um, but yeah, anyway, so let's talk about the album. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's actually a single album, really. Even though this is in a double album format. Yeah, why is it on a double album format? Is it forty-five? Because there's only eleven tracks in it, then none of them are like you know. There are twelve tracks once you've got the extra. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but that's not on the album. You've already made that clear. <laughs> there are eleven tracks on the album. It's the uh, this is getting RPM. confusing. Thirty-three and a third. <laughs> anyway, I think it's. A I'm only a bear of little brain. Fantastic. <laughs> it's a fantastic album. Um, I mean, I, I don't know where to start. Let's start at the beginning, I suppose. Elevator operator. Uh, which I think was a single, which preceded the album. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is is great. Pedestrian at best, which is probably that's even my, better. I think that's my favourite song on the album. Uh, that's that's a really loud pop song. Put me on uh, a pedestal, and I'll only disappoint. Yeah, you. And they, uh, yeah. Tell and me I'm exceptional. And the, uh, the other one, I <laughs> something, something, uh, what was the one about the? I think it's tracks. I promise to exploit you. Oh, yeah, thank you. Is it Dead Fox as well? Dead I know Fox. we're jumping ahead of yes, it, but Dead Fox, that's, on that's the one about, if you can't see me, I can't see you. Yeah, which, which is, is from the lorry, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, it's from the lorry? Yeah, you, know, you see a signs on the back of a lorry oh, saying, yeah, 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 saying true, if you yeah. can't see yeah. me, because it's, it's a winger thing. It's also, of course, echoing a Guided by Voices lyric. Which which is? Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. If you can't see me, yeah, uh, right, okay. Did anyone it's also echoing Meatloaf objects in the rearview mirror may appear closer than they actually are. That's a song by Meatloaf. I thought, it was, also I thought a... it was Manic Street Preachers. There you go. No, it's not. No. <laughs> uh, but it's, they're very easily confused. Yeah. <laughs> he was in the... He was in, he uh, was in the Manic Street yeah, Preachers, was, yeah. yeah. Um, Briefly. But yeah, yeah. Pedestrian Best is, is the rockiest number on it, I think. It's mostly yeah. sort of slacker style, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, very loose. Dumb, very deadpan. Loose garage rock, yeah. yeah lo- loose garage rock. Very good. Aqua Profundo I like as well, which is, which is about meeting people in the swimming pool. Haven't we all done that? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Only because I watched as a lifeguard. Uh, did you? Yeah. I did, yeah. yeah. Dead Fox, though. Didn't think it sounded like Sweet Jane? Yes. Yes, it did. It wasn't bugging me. I just thought, oh, that's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, like yeah. Sweet Jane. Yeah. It, was, it was good. I, I think probably... It's got a good t- story in it. It's a, it's a, well, a good theme, which is she's talking about uh, buying or- organic vegetables. Uh, someone said buy organic vegetables, and she said, well, a bit of weed killer isn't going to hurt anyone. And uh, but then she she then goes on to say but then this truck and she it sounds like a song that's been written as she's on tour and yeah. spending a lot of time on roads yeah. and she's thinking about all the stuff she's seeing and well, there's a lot of that was there's a, a lot I of that in, in, in the lyrical theme it's, it's real stuff isn't it it's real yeah. stuff that happens to her that she's put into song and I think that's that's great I yeah. Yeah. She met someone well, look at this stuff so on Dead Fox somewhere at the end of June taxidermist kangaroos are littered on the shoulderless. Uh, well, on the shoulders, a possum, Jackson Pollock, is painted on the bar. Mm. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it, 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 it's another it, it song is. about roadkill. To add yeah, to our, it, it is. We played yeah, a couple of songs about roadkill. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and also the song that she we played of her before, which was something about breathing. Avant Gardner. Avant Gardner was a song about breathing and having difficulty breathing. She oh, referred yeah, to yeah. the fact that she was asthmatic, yeah. and the songs on here where she's talking about her hay fever and That's she's worried she's going to crash the car because she's she might sneeze and stuff. It's it's not your average everyday. Lyrical. No, you know, I think Noel Gallagher what, doesn't write songs like that, and that's what makes know. it really interesting, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. I mean, because I mean, the musicality, you know, I kind of heard it before, really. I mean, no, it's, but it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's good. good. No, yeah. absolutely. And I fun. like, I like that her kind of lugubrious way of yeah. singing, which is kind of very, you know, it's all kind of. The melodically, it's kind of a. It's, all, it's, it's almost quite like similar. She, 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 it sounds like she's doing something else at the same time. Yeah, it's so well, it sounds like, like she's kind of consciousness. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and and yeah. she's not. Um, yeah, she's not. It sounds like she's not putting much effort into yeah. the singing. 
Yeah. But then you, yeah. then you hear the complexity of the lyrics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. 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 it's, well, it's all yeah. well I mean, put I, together stuff. I have to say that, that I've listened to this album a lot, um, and I don't think there's a track on it that I don't like. Um, I'm not. I have to say, I'm not quite so keen. Uh, very often, when we review albums, I'm, I'm, I'm the one sitting here saying that I do. No, I'm usually the one saying I, I really like the slow ones. Yeah. But but uh, depressed, and you didn't like. No, no, I liked Preston. No, it was the, it was a couple of tracks near the end which were just there was no band. It was just her. Oh, Kim's Caravan. Yeah, the, oh, like the, uh, the, the that dragged a bit, and the, and, the, and the lyrics didn't reach out and grab me too much mm. on that one. Mm. Uh, I thought, Kim's, but, I thought that was my favourite Kim's Caravan. Yeah, Kim's Caravan. Like yeah. well. Nobody, nobody really cares if you don't go to the party. I like that. Was well, that was a good one. Ones, yeah, yeah, wasn't it? Um, what have I written? That also had a very. I think, I think it was that one that also had a very familiar um, refrain. And um, the opening riff, it was just sort of GC, GC repeated, which is like also, a million different it's songs. It's also got it? the best guitar solo on it, I think. It's got sort of an extended guitar solo at the end of the song. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which, which well, I, I, I think that the thing for me was that anyone who is thinking, well, musically, this has been done before, it's not very adventurous. When you get to the guitar solo and things like that, there's, they're, they're quite, uh, what do you call it? Someone's very good. Yeah. <laughs> technically, technically, virtual. Yeah, virtual yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I'll say I really like the album. I like the I like the album art as well. Actually, I have to say, there's a, there's a very nice picture of a pedal stool. Oh yes, yeah, don't put me on a pedal don't stool. Oh, it's very it's good. kind of like yeah. a unicycle stool yeah. uh, hybrid. And then, up, uh, yeah, nice. and on, on this bit, there's lots of different chairs. Yeah, and and there's um, there's also a guy in the band whose name is Bones Sloan, which I think might be the most rock and roll name <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. So we're going to play something from it. I then? think we should. Well, I mean, I, I say, I, 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 pedestrian at best would get my vote or Dead Fox. That, well, if, if I think we talked most about Dead Fox. Should we play Dead Fox? Oh, I, I was saying I was going to go for Kim's Caravan. That's my well, he doesn't like that. I don't like that one much. Do we have to? I thought we all hate the same things. <laughs> Anyway, yes, dead fox. I'll be all like a dead fox. I'll do it.
For more Kickers Question Time, uh, before I tell you the answers, or in fact elicit the answers from you, as I believe you may well know some of the answers from Lockdown, uh, I've got two new questions for you to consider. Uh-huh. Um, the first one is really geared for towards Rebel Reggae, because I think you get most of your music, correct me if I'm wrong, but you get yeah. most of your music these days through the eMusic website. I do. So my first question is to ask you, what was the first commercially available LP released through eMusic? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. That's going to be fairly tough, but yeah, great. And the second one, which I think uh, Truth of so you will, maybe you'll know, because I know you're a fan, of the, big fan of the band. Uh, my question is, where does the camera in Aztec camera come from? Yeah. Okay, so those are the two questions for you to ponder this time okay. round. Now, last time I asked you a couple of questions. One, one involved Rebel Rickett doing a bit of research. Yeah. Uh, I, if you remember, Chirito, I brought in... National the Geographic. National Geographic, yeah. yeah. National yeah. Geographic, Volume 178, Number 4, from October 1990. Yeah. And I asked you, what could possibly make this be rock and roll? Yeah. Uh, and uh, did you read it? Uh, well... My approach was, first I thought I'll read every single line in it. But as you know, National Geographic is quite a big magazine. Uh, some of the articles it's quite are, hard, isn't it? It's, they're not, it's quite academic. <laughs> it's not an easy read. And I thought, well, it's not going to be a straightforward reading. There was some musical stuff from it, wasn't there? From, uh, I was going to say the Aztecs, but that's maybe from the reference in the last question. So <laughs> The Mayans. So I thought, I'm not going to read it all. No. And I thought, I'm not going to find the answer. you just going to look at the pictures, aren't you? <laughs> well, that. I'm not going to find the answer, but I thought, what I'll do, I'll try and find some funny things in it huh. to say. So even if I don't know the answer, I could say some funny things. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and so the first thing on the front page was Sugar a Baby. Yeah. So it's the song Sugar Baby. Oh, very good, yeah. Sugar, Sugar Baby ba- Love. Sugar Baby, baby Love, the Rubettes. Exactly, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good tune, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good yeah. Tune. It's one of the very few, I've slagged off glam rock on this podcast in the past, but I quite like that one. Is yeah. that glam rock, would no. you say? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> um, that must be why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so then, I, th- I, was, I, was, I couldn't really find many others. It's such no. a dry read, isn't it? There's, <laughs> there's nothing funny about it at all. It's not hilarious so, in any way, no. So after a couple of articles, it's I thought... in-jokes for geographers, probably. <laughs> there could be. If you're in the geography world, it's probably a laugh a minute. Yeah. So then, then I just went to Google and typed in uh, Guided by Voices, National Geographic. You see, that's a shortcut that nobody wanted you to take. 
Well, well, apart from me, I was going to say. So, so anyway, it's so on page uh, 59, I 53. think it was 53, uh, I, I noticed a picture. Oh, yeah. And I thought, gosh, that picture looks like the cover of B-1000 by Guided by Voices. Yeah. And good God, it was. Ah. So the wizard, the is wizard, the wizard yeah. that's on the front of Guided by Voices' album B-1000 has been taken from page 53 of National Geographic. 1990. 1990. So there you go. So it's a, it's a rock and roll heirloom. And, and you, you keep that magazine. So did you, buy, two, did you buy that at the time, or have you bought it since? I bought it since. Oh, what, how much do you pay for an old backish with... 99p. 99p. Yeah. yeah. They obviously had no idea what was in it. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. So that was, that was my first question. So well done you yeah. for doing that little yeah. bit of research, even though you cheated. Yeah. Uh, now, Charita, to bring you in here, I, I think you... Well, you both you we both it? knew straight away, to be So fair. the question was, which Elvis Costello song does the Clash's Mick Jones play guitar on? And you both said... Big Tears. Big Tears. Show. You think that's your 
Following Big Tears by Elvis Costello and the Attractions, all featuring Mick Jones, we had uh, Riot Act, a cover of the Elvis Costello song, by Brandon Schott. And that's taken from a triple CD, no less, uh, on uh, Spider Pop Records, Spider with a Y, uh, released for a very good cause, the Mr Holland's Opus Foundation, who do uh, music therapy work. And it's a triple CD of Costello songs. Uh, And they've got a website about this, uh, and basically, the people who own the label, they just wanted, they love Elvis Costello and they wanted to get a bunch of people to record a load of Elvis Costello well, no, they're, songs. They're, they're not very well known artists. No, are, I think there was, anyway. no, um, Matthew Sweet's on it, isn't he? Oh, is he? I think, yeah, Matthew Sweet is on it. Yeah. And there was one other person who I'd heard of and I can't remember. Oh, um, Nick Haywood. Ah. Oh, right. Okay. Haywood. In Haircut 100, who does a, a really good version of Almost Blue, which the, I, I like the song Almost Blue and I like the lyric in it. But I've always been slightly... It's like Elvis really, really wanted to write a sort of jazz club song. And he doesn't play it as a jazz song. He plays it more as a straight well, pop song, really. It sounds like the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, and it, then it's it's actually uh, you know really good. And that's actually it's a bit unusual, isn't it? Because most of the, the songs on this album are fairly close to the... They are, yeah. A lot of them. Of yeah. Them. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of bands that sound a bit like The Attractions. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of singers, singers, who, sound singers Elvis, who sound a bit like Elvis, actually. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, I guess that's you know, part of the deal. If you're getting yeah. people who are big Elvis fans to record, they'd probably... I thought, you know, I thought Green Shirt, which is quite an inventive song anyway... Uh, I thought that was that was equally inventive on the album. Yeah, but but you're right. Generally speaking, you listen to it, thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, but they weren't bringing a lot new to the table. No, no. There's there's a version of Slow, So Like Candy, which is for my money yeah. the best, the best of the Costello McCartney uh, co-writes, which is which is really really good. Uh, I, 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 I prefer My Brave Face, but I know what you're saying. Oh yeah, that's a good one as well. I think what yeah, you yeah. What, I remember what you said when you you first told us about this collection was that actually what it made you realise was because there's so many of the songs that you know so well. Mm. Yeah. You know, a version that's not a million miles away from that perhaps isn't mm. isn't going to move you very much. But it was the lesser known songs 
perhaps that uh, they were more interested. Well, did you do that? Yeah. Um, as they listened to this over a period of a couple of hours, thinking, this is great, but I've got, I've got to turn it off and I've got to go and play the actual Elf song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah that's it really did. Well, I did. Being the saddo that I am, I did a little tally chart here. Right. <laughs> so a little, uh, is it a teak uh, shit? It's not. It's, it's, it is a tick sheet of of sorts. Yeah, um, there is uh, a, a whole bunch of songs. Or I'm not going to count up three CDs worth of songs. Which of the Costello albums do you think that has the most songs covered from it on this out on this tribute album? Well, should there are seven really songs from one album. Really? What's that? And uh, this year's model. This year's model is the right answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's five, yes. five from Blood and Chocolate. Five from My Is True. Uh, four from uh, Goodbye. So I get happy, and uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's, there's at mm. least one from all the from nearly every album. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's, it's a nice picture of songs. But yeah. Nothing from the Juliet Letters, then. There wasn't anything from the Juliet Letters. No. Shame. Yeah. Yeah. Not one of your favourites, aren't it? Uh, actually, can we talk about things we don't like? No, no, no. no. <laughs> um, well, you were just talking about some fruit. Fruit. Yeah. Blackberries. 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 I thought you said blueberries. Blackberries. Which one are blackberries? Black currants. Black currants are the ones I don't like. Which one are but which one the are black currants? Are they the knobbly, the, the rabbit, rabbit poo, knobbly ones? Yeah, no, they're blackberries. They're they're much they're all right. Blackberries are more aren't they? Black currants. Black currants. It's like devil's what, sport. Are they the little round ones? Yeah, don't like them. They look like they're they're, they're, they're right. bastards, aren't they? Little, no, I can't. Teeth. Oh, I don't mind them. No. I don't mind them. Right. Is there a fruit don't. you don't like? Um, probably. Yeah, probably quite a few. Yeah. Right. The pear. Um, Oh, I don't like pears. Pe- I don't like pears. Oh, no. You like pears? I'll t- tell you what, I don't really don't I like, like a good pear. I really don't like it. I don't, I don't, I don't go, go further than that. I can't understand why anyone would like it. Watermelon. No, I, like I like watermelon. I love melon. Melon is one of my favourites. Or all I could eat melon all day and all night. <laughs> Watermelon's the red ones. Watermelons are the red ones, the big oh. red ones. Yeah. They, they, don't, the big, they, don't, they hardly taste of anything. Yeah. A pair of watermelons, happy days. Yeah. But they hardly watermelon Wild hardly butter. tastes of anything, and the thing it does taste of isn't very nice. It mainly just tastes of water. 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 But there is a there's no, water you, with a rather nasty aftertaste. You can't force us to dislike watermelon. So we talk about things we do like. Oh yes, Elvis Costello lyrics. Oh we yes, like, yeah. uh, well, uh, we've been set a task by you, in fact, Rido, to, to, to note down favourite some favourite lines. Yeah. I got my top five. Oh, good. Oh, good. Well, I've got top five. So can... yeah. Would you like to hear my top five? Yeah. Okay, I'll read you the lyric and you can tell me the song. Okay. All right. It's the damage that we do and never know. It's the words that we don't say that scare me so. Accidents will happen. No. Oh, no it's it's the damage that we do and never know. It's the words that we don't say that it's accidents will happen. It's when we're fishing the sea. It's accidents will happen. Uh, Number good, two. <laughs> good manners and bad, bad breath will get you nowhere. New life sleeves. New life sleeves, yeah. Uh, I wish you luck with a capital F. I wish you luck oh. with a capital F. That's uh, off. It's the element within her? No. Love went mad. That's, yeah, I was going to say your right album. I used to be disgusted, but now I just want to wear her shoes. And charged with insults and flattery, her body he moves, moves with, with malice. malice. That's the whole of that song is my just about my yeah. favourite lyric, which is beyond belief. Yeah. There's so many it's good, uh, clever little wordplay things yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah. My top five. My top five. You put the numb into number, put the cut into cutie, put the slum into slumber, and the boot into beauty. That's <laughs> off. Get happy. I can't. No, it's not. Is it not? No. Oh no, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, Boxing Day. Oh yeah, it's right. That's yeah. this punch the clock then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the crush, the crushed capsule hotel. 
That's Tokyo Storm Warning. Yeah. Another one which the That's whole lyric would, would yeah, be. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, yeah. Uh, between the Disney abattoir and the chemical refinery. Yes. And uh, the, the, the something, the, they say gold teeth from the palace gates comes from, from the, the teeth, teeth of pensioners. They're so tired of shooting protest singers that they hardly mention us. Yeah, very good. Good stuff. And I like the all, all of Accents Will Happen, but do you know why I particularly like the lyrics to Accents Will Happen? Why? No. Because, no, he crowbars <laughs> Dinah Ross lyrics in there. <laughs> Keep you hanging on yeah, for yeah. one, and I can't remember any of the others. <laughs> <laughs> my my favourite, um, well, yeah, my favourite. You're nobody in this town until everybody yeah, in this town yeah. uh, thinks you're a bastard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a video featuring Harry Enfield. Sure, yeah. Now remember him because. Yeah. Okay, who would like to go first? Me. Okay, Rebel Ricket. Which Elvis Costello album was originally going to be called Emotional Fascism? Uh, Armed Forces. That's a point to you. Uh, Kicker, which Elvis Costello album was the first not to be produced by Nick Lowe? No points, Rebel, but you can steal if you... King of America? Uh, no, that was the first... Uh, I think he hadn't had any reproduced by Nick Lowe for a few years, and that was the first one when Nick Lowe came oh, right, back. Okay. <laughs> uh, it almost blew. Uh, oh, right. uh, Rebel, uh, on the cover of Goodbye Cruel World, Steve Naive is credited not under the name Steve Naive, but under a pseudonym. Oh, it's like Horace Wimp or something. Oh, I can't That's remember. quite close, actually, yes. Um, Horace Mole? That's very close, but no points. Morris Worm. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's going, going. Yeah. Another cover question for you, uh, Kicker. On the cover of My Aim Is True, there's the yeah. photo in the middle, a famous photo in the middle, and the rest yeah. of it is is checked. Yes, that's right. And o- written on the checks is a is a is a is some words repeated over 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 and over oh, again. Yeah. What do those words oh, say? I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Elvis is king. Does it? Yeah. Modest uh, even then. Modest. Yeah. Uh, that's probably something to do with Jake Riviera, I think. <laughs> Uh, okay, Kicker. Uh, in in nineteen, in, it's Rebel. Sorry, in nineteen ninety eight, on the Painted from Memory album uh, with Bert, the Boat Backerack yeah, yeah. compilation. But uh, years and years before that, what was the first ever Backerack song that Costello released? I don't know what to do with myself. It was. I just don't know what to do with myself. But I will let you have that. Of course, <laughs> I will. Uh, re, uh, kicker mm. on the Almost Blue album. Uh, there were there was lots of covers for country people. Yeah. There was one uh, writer who had two of his songs covered uh, on that album. Uh, Hank Williams, George Jones. Uh, Hank Williams was definitely covered. I, I don't know if George there was some some sort of George Jones George Jones sung. I don't know if there's any he wrote. Oh, okay. uh, Graham Parsons. Uh, uh, okay, uh, Rebel. Uh, with the early editions of Armed Forces came a seven-inch single with a live piano version of Accidents Will Happen. Where was that recorded? Live, oh. at, live at the. Yeah, it wasn't New York, was it? It was. Oh, oh I can't remember. Was it Amsterdam? No, it was America. It was it, live at Hollywood High. Oh, okay, yes. okay. and it, oh. in. Uh, a famous bootleg, a famous early yes. bootleg with the early attractions, is live at the El Macambo. Oh, yes. El Macambo is, or in fact was, in which city? Dallas. Uh, Toronto? 
you're close. Okay, <laughs> film. A couple of country. couple of film questions for you now. Then have I got uh, any ring right? Yet? No, uh, I don't think no. Uh, which Costello song, Rebel, is is Michael Corleone's daughter, uh, played by Sofia Coppola, playing on her stereo in the film Godfather Three? <laughs> is it Alison? It's not. This right album, wrong song. Miracle Man, oh. and uh, kicker. Which Costello song is sung briefly by Elliot's older brother in the film E.T.? <laughs> I, I'd have a punt at that. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, what's so funny about peace, love and understanding? Accidents will happen. Yeah, Harry Enfield, we mentioned him before. According to a radio interview that I heard many, many years ago, which song... Uh, is is Harry Enfield's favourite Costello song, and I'll give you the album. It's on Imperial Bedroom. Beyond belief. Human hands. Okay. Uh, this is far too difficult. It's, it's not Tom, easy, Tom York's favourite Costello song. Oh, I'll yeah. give, again, I'll give you the album. King of America. Uh, Has been covered by by Tom York live. Trying to think of a song from King of America. Sleep of the Just. Sleep of the Just. I'll wear it proudly. <laughs> okay, this is a this is a, a, a question for both of you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm feeling pretty good. Some of the, uh, and, um, because you've uh, said before the, the only decent Costello songs are in the first ten years. So I just want these these to be the first ten years albums up to eighty six. So uh, some of Costello albums Costello albums of that period are named after a lyric for, which is from the song. And some aren't. Mm-hmm. Okay, round about half and half. So, can you name five albums which do not, where the where the album title is not sung in the lyrics of the song? And can you, kicker, name five where it is? Where it is sung. Where it is sung. Where. Where the name of the album. Can you tell us the names of the albums? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where it's not sung. Right. Some time later. Yes. Let's see how you've got on. So let's go with you first then. So, right, well, I reckon so this is, just to clarify, you're right. doing the ones where the album title is sung is on sung. the album. Yeah, I reckon okay. I've got five. Okay. So, uh, My Aim is True. Yes. King of America. Yes. Uh, this Year's Model. Yes. Almost Blue. No. Can we get, carry oh, on? It's on the wrong album. Carry on. It's on the yeah, wrong keep album. going. What was your fifth one? Uh, Blood and Chocolate. But, yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah, almost blues is a different song, isn't it's it? It's a different album. It's yeah. not on that. Yeah. Schoolboy. Okay. Schoolboy. <laughs> uh, Armed Forces. Uh, yes. Uh, almost Blue. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing, but I didn't necessarily have that before. Um, Get Happy. Yes. Um, oh, uh, Trust. Yeah. And Goodbye Cruel World. Goodbye Cruel World. And the extra one you could have had was also Imperial Bedroom, which is also... Well, that was there a, is a song called Imperial Bedroom, yeah, but it's not, it's not on, that album. on that album. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I thought that was the trick question. Yeah, OK. So, uh, you get a point. Uh, three nil. He doesn't. Okay. Oh, come on, give me four and give him five. Oh, oh and then give, yeah, go on then. Okay, give him, yeah, give him yeah, four okay. and give you five. Yeah. So, it's yeah. seven four. The margin seven, four. of error is still different. OK, yeah. right then. Uh, <laughs> for you, uh, Rebel... Yeah. Uh, you mentioned before about him stealing lyrics from Diana Ross and the Supremes. Yeah. Uh, there's, an, there's a song, a Diana Ross and the Supremes song title, which is he nicked for the opening line of a famous Costello song. The opening lyric is a t- title. I feel love! 
It's definitely not that, because that's Donna Summer. Was <laughs> <laughs> it? Oh, well, some things you never get used to. That's very good. Well done. Good, good, good skills. Good knowledge. Uh, and for you, Kicker, yes. which Costello song has exactly the same opening two lines as the Beatles' first number one single? In fact, if you can tell me the two lines, I'll give you the give you the point. I can't remember the lines of it. First. What was the Beatles' first Love number Love one Me single? Yeah. No, that was the Beatles' first single. Oh, right. yeah. No. Please please me. How does that start? Oh yeah, I'll tell you something. That's what I No, it's, if, if there's anything, uh, if there's anything that you want, if there's anything that you need, which is uh, I can't, possession. Is that temptation? It is possession. Yeah, it's possession. yeah. Uh, I haven't written down the answer. It's a very that good one. question. Though. Yeah. Okay. Question. Right then. Uh, this is about uh, live segues in his live shows. Oh, so, uh, for you, uh, which Van Morrison song did Elvis often segue into in live versions of Radio Sweetheart? Jackie Wilson says. Very good. And it's a point to you. And, and which Beatles song did he often segue into in live versions of New Amsterdam? This is for you, Kicker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Okay, right. It's, um, you've got to hide your love away. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right then. Oh, well, that uh, sounds really good. Uh, Rebel. Uh, for Rebel, uh, which song and finish the line? Uh, here's a li- here's a here's a lyric, yeah, and yeah. there's a one line one word missing from the end. And if you could tell me the name of the song as well, to tell the truth, our mum ran off with someone else's father, went for two weeks' holiday in, in Tara Masalata. Very very good. And the song. It's just life, the world and his wife. Very good, very good. Okay, and uh, for you, Kicker. Yes, yes, I'm bad uh, at this. The, Bound to all get. of his armies, the lyric says, with just song. a word in Mr. Churchill's ear. <laughs> yes. Which other 20th century Prime Minister, uh, yeah. and I'm specifying 20th century so that you don't bring up the song from brown to blue, but which other 20th century Prime Minister is mentioned by name in a Costello song, and what's the Thatcher. song? No. No, she's not mentioned by name in any song. Mm. Uh, uh, hang on a minute. Wilson. No. Jackie Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know. Uh, Neville Chamberlain oh, really? is mentioned in the song Peace in Our Time. He is, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, stepping yeah, off his true. plane with his piece of paper. That's true, yeah. Okay, so we, I've, got the, I've got a tie I get a feeling we don't need it. I, so 12, 12 I think I've won. Forward. I don't know about yeah, Just tot them up. I've got 12 points, you've got four. Four, come on! Four points. <laughs> Off one, one question. Yeah. Does that make me the winner? I think it does. Well done, you. Does. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Excellent, excellent questions and piss poor answers from at least one of us. <laughs> yeah. So I have here, Rebel, I have your prize. Just let me get it for you. Oh, yes. It is. Look at this. A signed copy. Oh my god. Of Elvis Costello Spike on cassette. Wow. <laughs> Wow. And, and you, for cassettes. winning the quiz, you get to look yeah. at Mike's oh. signed copy oh. and then give it back. Okay, Please. Bro. Thank you very much. Thank, thanks a lot, Sherry. Okay. This is the Schwarzenegger Wizards podcast. Uh, myself and Kicker went to see a band called the Vivian Girls in 2012. Uh, and whilst they were great, you could not help being drawn to the bass player, yeah. whose hair was regularly in full floor as she bounded around the stage, never missing a note. Uh, and whilst adding backing vocals to make a really pumped-up performance, towards the end of the gig, if you remember this, she left the stage, she bounced into the crowd, mm. 
with apparent gay abandon, uh, seemed to have possessed absolutely no nerves. And what I noticed as well, she was bowing around with a big bass guitar and didn't hit anybody. Very good, that, yeah. Mm. Good, good, good control. Good, indeed. So I was intrigued, therefore, to hear that they had, they'd split and one member had released music with another band. About three years ago. Well, I didn't realise at the time, I have to say. <laughs> I thought, was that just after you saw him then? Is, 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 is this the kiss of death striking again? It must You have been. a bad record for this, you two. <laughs> going to see bands and then they break up or die. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or both. <laughs> no, no, no band has ever broke up and died. Well, it tends to go with the territory. If you no, die, you, died you know. and then broke Well, that's true, yeah. that's true. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, so, so as I say, I, but I, I found out that they'd broken up about yeah. a year ago. Okay. And I read it. Mm. So how was she managing to make three albums in that time mm. up until September? Like, never mind. Anyway, mm. but so anyway, it was her. It was the bass player. Yeah, uh, one Katie Goodman. Yeah, uh, and to be the, the music that she released on Les Sarah mm. um, seemed to fit her personality perfectly. The personality we saw that night. Mm. So here's a song that possesses unbridled jaw and swirls breathlessly through your ears. Here is Ten Headed Goat Wizard by Les Sarah. Les Sarah.
And this is a recent thing, is it? This is, yeah, well, it's been a quiet year, 2015, for Robert Pollard. Only the ten albums? Just, no, no, just the one album and three singles. That's shockingly that's, that's, quiet. Uh, yeah, not, What's up yeah. with him? Has he been ill? you would be glad to know there's another one out this month. Excellent. Good. Yeah, but also this, by Rickard Wiki or no, somebody else? This is, is a Robert Pollard solo album. Right. Um, but I've got the, got the album here, this is that song from I Sell the Circus, which is one of the lyrics in the thing. There you uh-huh. go. Look, what can you tell me about the shape? It's a plectrum. It's a plectrum, and you get, you get this album on vinyl, and you get a plectrum with that. Really? Yeah. Well, where's, where's that then? That's in my house, so it's not coming in. Oh, you okay, you okay. two guitarists will be very right. uh, keen to nick yeah. that. Is it, is it just out of interest, is it, is it a thick... Stiff plectrum, or it is, is it a soft, thick, floppy it's a, one? It's a thick, stiff one. Yeah, I, would, well, I wouldn't be interested in that then. Oh, really? You like no. a soft, floppy? I do like a soft, floppy, flexible pe- plectrum. Whereas my, I like it my, nice my, and thick and stiff. <laughs> my, my uh, you know, very quick style of strumming. I see. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah I like it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, and it's also a single, of course. There's a, there's a single. I'm passing the, uh, the hardware it's, over. I, mean, I have to say, that is an absolutely stupendous song. Isn't it great? Yeah. I absolutely loved it. It, it, get, it had me from the very first second, and uh, is it is it all as good as that? Uh, well, this Ricky Wiki it, chap. It's an in- <laughs> it's an interesting album. Well, he's recorded under Ricky Wiki before. He, I don't know if I've, I think I've mentioned the suitcase box. You have. You have brought it along. You've made a quiz from it. In <laughs> <fact>. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, and Ricky Wiki had a couple of songs on those sets uh-huh. on, the fir- on the first one anyway um, I don't think it's necessarily related this this is a band which has uh, fellow Daytonian Nick Mitchell who I don't think is anything, anything else that he's done 
um, on guitar and vocals. He must be the only guy in Daytona who's, <laughs> who's, Dayton, who's not ever repeated. He, pro- he probably has yeah. for a minute. Uh, Todd Tobias, who normally does these solo albums with him, and Kevin March, he of the, uh, the, oh, drum the, the, the I thought you've fallen out with him. Yeah. yeah. When he's on playing with him again. Yeah, so it's, it's very much a, a super group. I feel. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the album's really good. It's it's what Paul has described it as sophisticated arena rock, and in that yeah. sense, it's it's kind of produced a bit. Um, and it, 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 it's more conventional. Yeah, Stru- song structure wise, yes, than most there's, of there's his stuff. choruses and things. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's um, true. That's true. And and you know, I, I think it's a great album. I have to say, I was telling Rebel this earlier. Um, there's actually a song in it I don't like. The song you don't like. Has that ever happened before? Is it piss face? No, Pissface is excellent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course Pissface is excellent. How can a song called Pissface not be a highlight on anyone's yeah, album? Can I just... So, just out of interest, yeah. how often does that happen, that you buy a Guided by Voices-related album or, or side project or something, and there is a song or even a whole album, that your oh, whole never, EP that no, you haven't I, really I, I, liked? I tend, I tend, to, tend to like all of it. Yeah, I have to say. Yeah, uh, but the song that I don't like is a song called "The Intellectual Types," mm. which is written by Paul, but he doesn't perform on it. So who is it? It's, it's, it's sung by Nick Mitchell. Uh, I don't like it. Right. It sounds. It sounds. Uh, but uh, the rest of the album is fantastic. It's really good. I think it's one of those Pollard albums that you might be interested in because it's it has got a song structure and, yeah. and it's a bit more. Yeah. Reduced. Well, if it's, it's also I notice it says "Keep it in motion" at the top. Yes, which is, is a song that you didn't like. No, I quite like that one. Oh, did you like that? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, okay. You, that was a rip, you, it reminded me of Postal Blowfish. Well, I was going to say, I chose that because I thought you, you made the comment that Postal Blowfish had a very simple riff. Mm. Yeah. So I feel that this one yeah. is yeah. simpler. But it's yeah. even more simple. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but even for that, it sounds like it's just one chord. Yeah, but it, even for that, it's 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 a great tune. Yeah, yes. you get a tune out of that, but and then the the, the chorus. I sell the circus choruses, and I think I think compared to most of the the songs that we've played on the podcast before. The the working out what this song is about is very straightforward. Okay, what do you think it's called? I okay. think I mean my theory is he's fallen out with a promoter mm. or somebody that does his gigs, and and uh, he's he's saying he's singing it. The chorus is on the behalf of that person. I sell the circus, as in you know I I, I make the postcards. I skim the profits. I spin the tops until they come off. So I think it, and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm highly representative, which is a pun on the rep, word representative. Mm. A throwback to the carnival days, although he actually, I've just I thought that's what he said, and I've just read on the on the lyric sheet, he actually says a throwback to the carnival days. So it's even mm. cleverer, yeah. you know, than yeah. than I thought. And it's it's about a sort of Colonel Tom Parker figure, is what I thought. But then I thought, well, he, he's quite angry about it, so maybe he's been ripped off, yeah, or feel, or perceives that he's been ripped yeah, off. Possibly There's something in there. Is I'm there? trying to put the record back in the sleeve. And there's something. It's not, it's not the Give me my plexus. There's something in the corner there. Oh, it's a little piece of paper saying, download code. Redeem your digital copy yeah, with yeah. this download don't, code. No, Does he never worry that, you know, Guided by Voices have built up, or even Robert Pollard, he's got his two big franchise things there. You know, your dog whistle stuff that you play that people will buy, and then he brings stuff out. With someone never heard of, he's like starting over, isn't he? I think that's that, well, he does it on his own. I mean, it's, it's all it's, it doesn't work for a record label. I suppose. I mean, so. it, it comes through uh, Rockathon Records, which is his own right. I said, boutique, I suppose, because I mean, it's not just a label; it does everything else, you know, books and all sorts. So of anyone things. who's interested gets it anyway. Yeah, I mean, you you, you know about it. Mm. Um, 
and yeah, I think he he would be a difficult artist to have on a on a label if you were a man. like Jack Eleven. To be honest, you remember Jack Eleven, which is too much stuff and was had to release Lord his, uh, something low Vincent Vincent Lowe. Vincent Lowe. Vincent Lowe. It's just too. There's too much product. And, and record labels, as a rule, they don't like the band to change their name. No. Hence, uh, Dexys, who still get a lot of flat from uh, promoters and things like that. Say, so, well, can't we just put Dexys Midnight Runners on the on the poster? Right. Uh, yeah. Because so people will know it's you. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one that, rem- that reminded me of is uh, the band The Wonder Stuff, who apparently, when they first started, they had a plan that they they were called The Wonder Stuff, and their album was called The Eight Legged Groove Machine. And the plan always was to then on the second album they would be called The Eight Legged Groove Machine, right. and the album would be called whatever the second album is yeah, called, yeah. and then they change their name to the mm. to the name. The like previous our, album. Our friend uh, Fetus. Fetus on the Scraping rest. Fetus off the wheel. wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Always, with the, always with the Fetus <laughs> motif. So he, so he keeps that hardcore <laughs> fans, so the casual fans, you know. But you know, like Spiz. Remember Spiz? Yes, the same thing. Spiz Energy. Spiz Energy. Spiz Energy 2000. Yeah. Spiz, That's of right. course. Yeah. And probably many other Spiz after that. <laughs> yes, Tottenham Hot Spiz. Probably. Uh, anyway, before before Pollard, then as Ricky Wicky, we heard La Sarah with Ten Headed Goat Wizard. Mm. I, yeah. I have to say that I heard a bit of Elvis Costello in that sort of songwriting thing. Uh, I don't know if yeah. you picked up on that. Same, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bell and Sebastian a little bit as well. Mm. And is it Johnny Marr on guitar? Certainly sounds like it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if it is. Right? But no, no, it's, no, it's, it's not. Oh, is it? And on the back cover there, so we can just remark on that. It's quite an unusual photo to choose from the back cover. On the front cover, it's got presumably. Your lady yeah, Katie herself, Katie, uh, with her hair covering her face, a picture of it's the what, back of her head. Uh, is it the back of her head? No, it's not the front of her head. No, it's the front of her head. It's the front of her head. She's just got the hair covering her face, yeah. and she's pointing at the sky. Uh, and then on the back cover, there's a bloke bending over, uh, wearing a t-shirt and jeans, and he's looking at. He appears to be looking at, at a cat's backside, whilst another cat is sitting on his back. Yeah. Very cat-based. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you said you knew a bit about that cat. Not the cat, no, no, that, that's Toby, her husband. He's playing. Well, the cat? cat. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's not my team. No, no. Okay, she does, right. she, on her Facebook page, if you, if you hang around there long enough, the right. cat does appear. Uh, she does tell us its name, but I can't remember its actual name. Okay. Uh, neither can I remember all of her friends from college uh, <laughs> and, the, and the couple she got You've married got, with. What about the ten headed goats? <laughs> Couldn't find anything about that. You did yeah. a bit of research, didn't you? I was researching quite a while. There's a little video of her uh, in the fields with uh, Toby's there. <laughs> yeah. So it's nothing seedy. No. Yeah. But yeah, no. tasteful. tasteful. <laughs> and, and how did you first hear about this uh, album in the first place, Mr. Revolution? Oh, someone mentioned it. Oh, yeah. Someone mentioned it. Is, that, is, it, is it another Sharitha Garbhadra? Well, it's, it's, it's Hardly Art Records, which is the, you might recall, my favourite album of last year, Taco Cat. Yes. It's also on Hardly Art Records. And this was one of my recommended uh, albums on my on the blog for, uh, for the best albums of 2014. There you go. Yeah. Always worth checking those lists out. <laughs> so now onto the uh, the very rare section of the podcast called the film review section. Yes. Now I'm not going to review a film. No. I'm going to chair a discussion between you two because mm. I know very recently, Sharitha, you saw a film that it you were a, very impressed by. Uh, yeah, it was, I, it was the best film about music I'd seen in some time that wasn't a straight out documentary uh, and it was about this guy called Terry Hooley who started a record shop and then later a record label 
in Belfast in the 70s. The film is called Good, Vibra- no, Good, Good Vibrations. Vibrations. The label was called Good Vibrations. The yeah. shop was called Good Vibrations. A record shop, a label, and a film soundtrack, which I have here. And, uh, yeah. It you was, you, you it, just saw it recently, didn't you? I just saw it recently. It was on, it was on BBC Three or Four. That's the question. Yeah. Did he manage the undertones? Yes. He did, oh, yeah. Oh, I think I've seen it then. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't remember much about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, it's, a, it's a great film. It's really good. Yeah, yeah it was. I for, for, for it was really good, and just a story about a bloke who just did what he what he wanted to do. Yeah, and um, you know, loved music and followed his followed his dream despite so many things and so many people and so many reasons not to do that. Well, he's in the middle uh, of the troubles. Yeah, he's got, he, that. He, yeah. his shops in a, in a in a location that you think you don't really want to invest anything into this place there was that yeah um, there, there the was also the, the fact that he was he was losing money all the time yeah. and but he his dad was a kind of um uh, well a lefty Unionist. basically uh, and yeah. um w- w- an anti-capitalist yeah. and um had a go at him many times for for setting up this business and oh, right. and, and, and supposedly ripping people off and taking yeah. their money and that kind of thing but this, I mean, it makes so it he, sound quite, quite like a, a, a you know, miserable film. Actually, it was really uplifting. Yeah, I it is. Yeah, yeah. And I particularly remember there's a, there's a, the best scene for me. And I, I don't know if you agree, but the, for, I wrote it down again because I wanted to make sure I got it right. It's when he goes, he, he's thinking about all doing all this stuff, and he goes to see this almost by accident. He goes to see this punk band, and it's it's sort of it must be seventy five, seventy six, or something like that. Yeah. And he and you know, it's, it's dramatic, but it's he's there in in the audience, and he, he sort of hit the, this rhythm starts, and he's thinking, oh, this yeah. is you can see him thinking, oh, this is all right, yeah. and then he, he just thinks, wow, and it's almost like this this eureka moment, or, yeah. or this road to Damascus type future. moment, and he, and it, it was just fantastic and brilliantly done. Yes, it was. Yeah, because yeah. um, it, it could have been a bit over the top and, and, and a yeah. bit sloppy. No, but it was really it felt it was, real. Yeah, I, I, when, when you said about a particular scene, I kind of thought I bet it's probably that one. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah, that, that was very, very well acted, and uh, by the by the main guy, and of course, he's pogoing yeah, uh, with right. these kids, and he's yeah. and he's mm-hmm. uh, you know quite a bit older than them. That's right, and yeah. as he says several times during the film, he's he's um, you know he's a, he's a child of the sixties. Yeah, you know he's a, uh, that's yeah. that's his era. Yeah, right. um, so punk wasn't really his time, but he just embraced it fully. Yeah, uh, and that that started because a bit like Brian Epstein with the Beatles, he had people coming into his shop saying. Have you got records by such and such? Yeah, and he and he thought, well, I've not heard of this. And yeah, a few right. people came in. He said, I better go and check out what this is. So he went to a little punk club and with the bands so, Rudy and the the Outcasts. Yeah, uh, were the two that he saw that night. Right, which he okay. then which he then signed to his his nascent label. Yeah, um, and then you know, got a bit of a name, didn't he? And, and and eventually, I suppose the high the high point is when. Uh, the undertones turn up. Yeah, yeah. Um, with with their stuff, which he yeah, you know, he, was, he wasn't he was a bit reluctant at first, I suppose. And then you see them in the studio, and he and I think they're playing a beat. I can't remember which song it is, and he's thinking, oh, so it's all right. Yeah. But the the guy who's producing it, I don't I don't know who that is. No. Says you've got to listen to the, the song that they've just done. Yeah. And when he hears that, he thinks, fucking hell, this is gonna be. A massive hit. Yeah, this is, this is just brilliant. Which is, of course, was teenage teenage kicks. Well, and and the way that's portrayed, whether this is factually correct, because it does say at the beginning of the film, it says all, you know, this is based on a true story, or some. It says something along the lines of this is based on a true story, or at least Terry's version of it, or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so pinch yourself. Yeah, I mean, you get you, you get the feeling from watching him that he's a great sort of storyteller and raconteur. Yeah, anyway, that's right. but but the way it's portrayed in the film, and I don't know how accurate this is, is is very much like. 
you know, this is a, uh, another eureka moment in the studio with the undertones. They had this song which stood out from all the others, yeah. and then John Peel played it. Well, that was, and that was played great, twice. Wasn't it? That was great. Uh, that was, and, and all they were all over the house, radio. and then he yeah. st- went out yeah. in the street and was dancing in the street to it. Yeah. And then from then on, he, everybody was coming to see him from all these different people, places around the world. Yeah. And he had a guy from Sire Records come to see him, and he was in a car journey with this other lad from this punk band. And again, this is showing you that he wasn't really in it for the money. Absolutely, yeah. Because he, he, um, he the guy says, "Well, we'll offer you X number of pounds for the undertones," and, and they, they were, they're getting this. So you know, it's only fair you get your cut. What do you want, Terry? And he's and he's with this guy in the van who's been driving him and every, all the other punk bands around. And he said, "How much?" He says to this lad, "How much will it cost for you to get a new van?" Uh, and he goes, um, "100 quid or whatever." He goes, okay, well, I want 100 quid and a signed photo of the Shangri-La. Yeah, you know, right. uh, which he never got. Which yeah, he never got, apparently. Yeah. And then at the end of it, there's this kind of hugely celebratory gig where where people say to him, you, you, I, can't, I don't know what the venue was, but, a, you know, a town hall type Belfast, venue. Belfast, I think, wasn't it? Uh, wasn't and people said, you're crazy for booking that. You'll never sell that out. Finished, yeah. uh, but, he, but there were queues outside. But in the end... He, he had so many him. friends yeah. and so many people who knew him from the record shop That's and right. knew him for that he let so many people in for free yeah. that he didn't make he lost, <laughs> he lost, he lost money <laughs> on this thing which was supposed to be his great yeah. You know the thing that would save his business. But he kept going, didn't he? I mean, it didn't all stop there. I mean, yeah, that's where the film more or less is, yeah. isn't it? But the the story did go on a bit, and he and he. he what was really quite funny was in the so you know where you get the um, the credits, and it's it's so it's not actually it's just written, and it says okay, so he his shop closed in. 1981. Oh yes, yeah, and then yeah. reopened in 1982. Yeah, and closed in 1984. And <laughs> yeah. reopened in 1984. <laughs> and it's like this whole history of this shop starting and stopping. But I've got. I've just. You just taken off me the, yeah, the, the soundtrack CD, sorry. because yeah. it was a great soundtrack. Because it is. It's not just punk music. The, exactly. That's what I was just going to say. Is it, the, the beginning shows him sort of listening to Hank Williams uh, and, and sing along to Hank Williams. So I saw the light, which is a song that comes back time and time again right. throughout the film. And then there's bits of, you know, like Blood and Fire and uh, bits of reggae music and David Bowie and things like that. So other great this contemporary is, music. This the is time. where The Animals Outcast is on, isn't it? That's right. So there's, there's The Animals song Outcast and then there's the band The Outcast, who one of, the, who one mm. of his early mm. uh, Belfast signed. I remember you put Outcast on a mix quite a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And then when I heard it on this, I thought, ah... That's what he's got it from. That's what he's yeah. got yeah. Because I, I've heard a fair bit of stuff by the animals. I've never heard that one, and that is a rip it's a great snort song. of a yeah. song. It's all good. I mean, yeah. you know, the whole the whole thing's great. Now, we did say we are going to play some stuff to do with this. Yeah. But okay. actually, we're, we're going to end up playing two songs, that isn't neither of which are on the, the soundtrack CD. itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was charged with finding an undertone song, because obviously the undertone's you know, yeah. a very important part of the story. Um, and I didn't. we don't want to play... Teenage Kids, because no. we've played yeah. that before. Yeah. Uh, didn't want to play uh, My Perfect Cousin, because it's too obvious. Too obvious. Um, so I actually put, I canvassed opinion uh, amongst our great listenership. Yeah. Ah. Uh, both of them actually got back to me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, there, there was some sort of unanimity. 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 They both agreed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'd like to say thanks to, to both Texas Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, former Mean Gene and now Fort Baxter front person uh, Murad Hesselpop. Yes. Um, and they both wanted to hear this, which is Jimmy Jimmy. <laughs>
thought I'd uh, cut a record by myself, but I got something I want to say. I want to say it for share, and I hope I say it for a lot of people. Sonny Bono with Laugh At Me. <laughs> yeah. Indeed, and that song uh, is in the film, uh, Good Vibrations, but it's sung by the... It, that's kind of like... The, yeah, but, but sung by Terry Hooley at that celebratory concert at the end of the thing, the whole cut, the whole... All the punk bands come oh, back on stage and sing that very, together. It's great, isn't it? It's good. It's, and it's a bloody great song. Uh, but and, and as you just said, it's the only, the only hit the he, only had he ever had in his own name, Sonny Bono. Uh, and, but, but I'd just like to tell you, it just reminded me, uh, when I was a kid, uh, me and my brother, when we went swimming, we used to play a little game called Underwater Name That Tune. Uh, and our I wonder favorite, why that didn't catch on. Our, uh, well, uh, we, you know, we'd go under the water, mm. and we'd both go under the water, and, and, you know, one of us sings a song, and the other one underwater. has to listen to it. Underwater, yeah. Can you hear much? No, just... no, but, you, but yeah. you can hear a melody, so if it's a well-known melody, but our favourite one to do, because we'd seen him on top of the pops, yeah. and he sounded a bit like he was underwater with that warbly voice. Jimmy, we go, Jimmy, 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 that was our favourite one to do. 
On an earlier podcast, it became clear to us that Chirito Garbanzo had never heard The Slits. Do you remember? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. yes so, so, so it only seemed right and proper that we made him listen to The Slits. And uh, we chose the, uh, the debut album Cut from 1979, believing it as we do, to be their best work, their finest work. Uh, and charged him with listening to it and decided and choosing a song. Yeah, what you made of it. Yeah. yeah. yeah so well, what did you make of it? It's it's good. It's a great cover, isn't it? It's good. It's it, well, it's got naked ladies covered in mud on it. Yeah, it has yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't expect that, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, is this the, was, was this their first album? It was. Yeah. Right. How many albums did they make? Three. Right. Uh, well, it, it it in my head, what I imagined the slits to sound like was. This mm. on the whole, there wasn't that many surprises to me from what I've because I've read a lot about the slits yeah, and I've. Mm. You must have heard Well, I had when when I, when you gave me the CD and I saw the track listing, I went, ah, I do know a song by them, Typical Girls, yeah. Mm. Uh, um, but anyway, I've been listening to the album a lot and I and I really like it. And there's certain things that I particularly. Did you expect cheese? Cheese, mm. as in cheesy cheddar, music, as in cheddar. Mentions of cheddar. Is there mentions of cheddar? There is, yeah. Have we have we already said that I don't like cheese? Do you not like cheese? No, I hate it. But but all I cheese? think you all. Well, you know, I'll have, if on a pizza or something, cooked cheese. Okay. I, okay. But but you clearly Any don't because you said you liked feta. Before. All cheese is good. All cheese is good. Okay. There's no there's no mild. What about, dick, what about dick cheese? Dick cheese. Ah, yeah. see, that's a, a throwaway line. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't really yeah. like. Cheese. <laughs> just toss that one off. <laughs> Smegma. 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 Anyway. I'm not the, a fan of Smegma. Yeah. Have <laughs> <laughs> well, you found something we don't like? We know the anyway. The slits, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so, yeah. No, but put the cheddar in the pocket. Is that in the shoplifting song? Yeah. Um, oh, was that what they're shoplifting? Yeah. Well, I'll start with that one then. Okay. I quite like that one ah. because it was it was quite punky and also yeah. uh, I like the chorus with the do a runner, yeah. do a runner that yeah. bit and it reminded me of the of heady days, uh, you know, <laughs> Doing a runner. running away from the wimpy bar, where they, um, where, which was staffed entirely by wimps. little old ladies. Um, <laughs> you were tough. Yeah, yeah, we were. T- we, we, they bid him tough in Sussex. Oh, fisting yeah. the knickers! As well. Is that on the, yeah. at the end of that, yeah. Right, I didn't notice that. No. Right. Uh, Famously, Ari Up did urinate on stage. Yeah, also, I mean, the first woman to do well, it. Well, that's, that's why it's significant. Oh, right. See, and you know how old she was when she did that? 15? 15 years old. She wasn't even old enough to no, be it's, it's not about us. Carry on. Yeah. Um, no, it's <laughs> alright. You throw in, throw in everything you can tell me. But shall I just jump straight to telling you what my favourite tracks were? Go yeah. on then. Okay. So uh, I really liked Instant Hit, the first yes. track. Do you know what that's uh, about? Drugs. Do you know about who it's about? Someone You'll taking know. drugs. You'll know who. Viv Albertine. No. Um, Thunders. Who's she singing? Vicious. She wrote it about, no, Keith, Keith Levine. Keith Levine. Oh. Keith Levine, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, a lot, yeah, lots of stuff about taking heroin, and uh, yeah, what I really liked in that, and it comes up again quite a lot on the albums, is is that thing where they do uh, they got different people, different members of the band singing different words yes, at the same time, that's right, yeah. uh, overlay like different different lyrics. Yeah, uh, I like that, and they do that on quite a few of their songs. Yeah. Uh, the next track, so tough, was yeah. uh, was nice and bouncy. Do you know that's about? No, uh, Keith Levine. No, do you know Sid Vicious. <laughs> yes, it's about Sid Vicious and John Lydon fighting. Yeah. Ah, okay, excellent. Uh, new town. <laughs> yes. Do you know what that's about? A new, <laughs> it's about a new town, isn't it? It's about people taking drugs. Uh, tales of, uh, you know, uh, people living on shitty estates yeah. uh, with no future other than 
glue and heroin. That's what it sounds to be uh, about. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know <laughs> what it's about, but, it, but I do know what the percussion is. Did you pick up the percussion? I, I, I've, I've probably read the same thing you did, but yeah. it's, 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 it's lighters, spoons yeah. and uh, matches right, yeah. to signify yeah. the drugs yeah. uh, being used. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, yeah, there's all those. But they really add to it. All those weird they noises. Do, yeah, yeah, um, uh, what else did I like? Shoplifting. We've already mentioned. I was quite surprised about how much I liked uh, their version of "I Heard It Through the Grapevine." That's brilliant. Bearing oh, in mind oh. that I'd never heard that before. That's not really on the album, though. That's, yeah, that's I know it's a bonus, bonus track. track. Yeah, that's why I'm not going to choose it. But uh, but bearing in mind that's a song of which I already absolutely adore. Three different versions of that song. Mm. Uh, the Gladys Knight one, the Marvin Gaye one, and the one with the very long guitar solo by Creedence Clearwater Revival. I love all those versions, and in pretty much every covers band I've ever been in, we've done I Heard It Through the Grapevine, which is kind of like a mixture of the Marvin Gaye and the uh, and the Creedence Clearwater Revival ones. Uh, and I thought, well, you know, is the, am I really going to have room in my heart for another version of the song? But it's different enough. Yeah. Like all three of those versions are different enough from the other versions for me to like them separately. Mm, that's definitely my favourite You know, uh, and... Uh, Heard it through the yeah. bass line. Mm. Yeah, that, that was really good. Mm. Um, you can't have that. No, I know. Mm. Uh, and uh, the, the, the favourite song, uh, and who's it about? Ping Pong Affair. <laughs> I don't know who it's about. <laughs> oh, she's, she's, whoever's singing it is, is, sounds like she's broken up with someone. She specifies yeah, yeah. broken up with them six months ago. But it wasn't that the breakup bit of it. I liked the fact, again, they've got this overlaying vocals thing. Uh, but it was the and there's little bits of punk and funk and reggae and one thing I noticed on the album that really stood out was the guitar playing, which was not, you know, the, 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 there's a it was all over the place as in, as in well, styles. So somebody who can't play the guitar. Well, she, yeah, but she clearly can. No, play no, no, the guitar, but, it, not, yeah. in a, not in a traditional yeah. taught way. Yeah, no, she's very on style, isn't she? Yeah. And, she's, and the rhythms are not. Conventional. No, well, and yeah. someone we've mentioned already before, uh, Bert Crack. Uh, I read the thing she, she was saying she, that, that a lot of her listening during this time was the, the greatest hits of the Bacharach and David songs that Dion Warwick did, mm-hmm. where the guitar is fairly sparse and there's lots of just clipped, mm. very short clipped percussive guitar. It is quite percussive, and, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and you can hear that. But on this song, there's some of that, but there's also some sort of funk guitar and there's also some sort of more traditional punk guitar. And there's some sort of twangy surf guitar bits in it as well. It's, it's an amazing song. And I also like the lyrics about, and then there was a real sort of sense of danger and all that stuff about talking about walking home through Lubbock Grove and, you know, might get hit or stabbed or, mm. or worse. So yeah. can we play that one then? Let's play that Let's one. Play. So this is The Slits and Ping, Ping Pong, Pong Affair. Affair. I knew you were sitting in your room.
Listener, that's all from the Trust the Wizards podcast tonight. If you've got any further questions about music, just send them in. But for now, it's good night from me, Rebel Rickett. And it's good night from Mr. Kicker of Elves. Can I just say that uh, Hassel Atkins brother is called Basil? No, you can't. <laughs> and it's good night from Sharitho Garbanzo. Sin importa los testiculos. Good night, listener. <laughs>